This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. In case you were checking on the weather, slight chance of severe weather uh, tonight, or excuse me, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night through 10 p.m. Today, patchy fog, otherwise mostly sunny and much warmer. Should be a nice day today, 80 degrees tonight, clear and comfortable, low of 62. On Wednesday, tomorrow, we're just talking about that, windy and warmer, partial sunshine with scattered thunderstorms possible in the evening. Then Thursday, breezy and much cooler, mixed sun and clouds with a high of 76. So, yeah, 80 today, 88 tomorrow, maybe a thunderstorm, and then 76 on Thursday. Looks pretty good for the weekend. Right now, it looks good for the weekend. Well, it's going to warm up a hell of a lot on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 91, 93, 94. It is sunny in 53 right now. News and information. I just This headline just popped up, and I'm going to guess what it means because I haven't looked at the story yet. Okay. Maybe you guys have seen it or know what it is. Apparently, you're not supposed to say LOL anymore. It, LOL is cringe. Oh. Did you realize that? No, and I LOL hard. Like, why would you give it the time to cringe? Why do you care? Because... There are all these things now. It's like, why do people even care about that? Because then I am very cringe. You're cringe? I, if I'm texting a teen, they're probably cringing the whole time. Probably. Now, they're saying instead of LOL is cringe, it says. Kids are saying IJBOL. I'm, I'm guessing what that means. What does it mean? I just blew out a lung. Oh. I don't know if that's what it is, but that's what I would, I would think it probably is. See, so once again, it's not, hey, laugh out loud. That's good. It's like, oh, no, it's beyond that. I blew out a lung. I laughed really hard. Yeah, I'm interested. To, I'm excited to hear what it is. Okay, here we go. I All clicked right. on it. Right. True story. We actually know who came up with the term LOL for laugh out loud. A guy in Canada named Wayne Pearson was the first one to use it back in the 1980s. You don't think laugh out loud had ever been used before that? I doubt. I don't. I, the archives seem f- absolutely flawed in this situation. I would have to agree with you on that one. I mean, laughing out, I'm laughing out loud. I'm, you know, whatever. Anyway, he was in a chat room in the early days of the Internet when a friend said something that really did make him laugh out loud. So he typed LOL. Then his friend asked what it meant, and other people in the room started using it. Well, Wayne, you had a good run, but we're sorry to say your day has finally passed because kids uh, apparently think LOL is cringe now. Uh, the New York Times just did a story on how LOL is dead, and young people have used IJBOL for I just burst out laughing. You're close. What did I think it was again? I just burst out a lung or something. I just blew out a lung. Yeah, it was, that was pretty dang close. That's a lot better than I just burst out laughing. I mean, at least we'd have less uh, uh, trauma-based incidents with lungs bursting out. But Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never used LOL or IJBOL. Or, that was good. I laughed. For about the first three years people were using it, I didn't realize that the skull and crossbones meant that you were dying from yeah, laughter. Yeah. Well, I didn't they either. they were, like, threatening yeah. you. Yeah, I, I would send stuff, and then I'd get the skull and crossbones back, and I thought it meant, like, that was lame, or that's dead, right. or that, that had you know that had no life to it. That must have hurt. Yeah, and I was like, oh, did that suck? And I never thought about it. And then someday, I don't know, one day, I think my daughter had sent it to me, because I did say something funny, and she sent I was like, is this not funny? She's like, no, it's skull and crossbones. I was like, I, please explain. And dead. Then, yeah, dead. dead. R.I.P. dead. Dying from laughter, yeah. Dead. Absolutely dead. Um, so they don't know how to communicate, that's what you're saying? All right, dead sometimes when something makes me laugh really hard. Yeah. Like, all right, dead, R.I.P., Really? Yeah. God, am I glad I don't change tech, exchange texts with people. I know, and I write... It's way just, too much work, man. To be clear, I'm, like, being silly. I'll write something and then write LOL and then write this next sentence just because, like, I don't want people to take something sardonic or silly and take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But I throw hearts in there. I want people to know I'm light, fluffy, not trying to be too... Because you can read into text something fierce. Like what? Like, if I wrote, be there at five, and it seems like, be there at five, it can come off a bit aggressive. So you got to throw oh my, a little heart. That's aggressive to be there at five is aggressive? Or what time do you want me there? How about, hey, asshole, yeah. be there at five? How what? about that? Yeah, the it gets lost in the translation, because I remember texting my mom one time when, for whatever reason, I, I text her. I was like, hey, I, no, it's fine. I don't mind being put out every now and again. That's all I wrote. 
And then she came to the house and she was like, I do everything for you. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, because I could so read that. Because she goes, you don't mind being put out every now and again? No, mom, that's not what I meant. I meant I, it's it's fine. I, I, it's I'll just go and do it. I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, sometimes people read into text messages. You gotta. I mean, it's it's a slippery slope, especially with Justin and I. If we're not in a good place, and I just want to convey something, I'll be like, "Hey, honey, can you? I will go the extra mile to for the niceties yeah. to avoid the feed the baby comment like text. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you call them? Well, you our world isn't set up always to call people. Oh, how is that? Because, like, if he's in a meeting and I'm well, in yeah, a that's commercial different. break, I will th- shoot him a text about something he needs to but do. But you shouldn't be texting him if he's in a meeting. What are you doing? Well, if he needs the information. Oh, no. You're out of the mix. Oh, I should probably be a little more careful with his job, with this job security. <laughs> you got that right. There's no question about that. Um, no, I, I just, I don't do that stuff. I've never been involved in any of that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. It just, I, I'm not a big texter. You want to talk to me, call me. No, you only started to, I remember I would text you random things and you'd be like, yeah, I got it. And there would be no response back. Yeah, I don't text a lot. I was fine with that. I feel like I'm fine. Like I have a lower expectations for certain people about texting. It doesn't bug me. Like. People know you're probably not going to text back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like a human response, not some bunch of texts. Yeah. I mean, it's, once you got to send a text, hey, how you doing? Something like that. That's fine. But yeah. uh, I'm just not, I'm not big on that texting stuff. I don't, I'd rather talk to people. That's what I do for a living. Yeah, and there's times, too, where, oh, my God, the things you're trying to convey via text we could have done in a phone call. Right. So quickly. Like, even I, the other day, I was like, oh, I wanted to text Rudy if you wanted coffee, but I didn't want to wait on his response. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could call him. Mm-hmm. Gee, Weird. You, think about that. You could actually call him and go, hey, here's what we need to do. Hey, so I'm going to call him on the phone. I just burst out a lung. What was it again? It was I just did something. Blew out a lung? Yeah, but the, I just burst out laughing. I just they, burst out yeah. laughing. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I, I, why don't you say, you know what? I just burst out laughing. <laughs> why do yeah. you? What? I, J-J-B-O-L. Who cares? What's wrong with just a series of H's and A's? That's all I write. Ha, ah, there you go. Ha, ha, ha. That's exclamation good. Exclamation point. Send Work, it off. Now you know. Yeah, now you know exactly what I was doing on the other end of this text. So Spanish-speaking countries will do J-A-J-A, and you go, ja, 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 ja. And so I have my best friend, Michelle. We, I used to talk to this one kid. And you would write ja ja ja. So to this day, we'll write ja 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 ja. And I could just imagine ja 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 ja. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you because I don't understand this because I don't again pay a lot of attention to this kind of thing. Artificial intelligence AI can now steal passwords by listening to you type. Ooh. Why would listening to you type? Because the keys all sound the same, don't they? Or do they have a different tone so that I don't know about? It must be each computer's different, obviously. So if they, if you were typing in something and it could hear that every time I push F, there's a certain noise. Yeah. So it would make different noises. Oh, I bet. Like very, you think? very time. I mean, I would have to be. Yeah, I imagine it must be in the cadence in the way that we type because I type my password exactly the same way at the same speed, same. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Every single time. So. I guess it must be able to learn whatever words you're typing. When it hears that, it then must at least attempt to use that password that you usually use with that kind of cadence. I love the fact that we allow people to just spy on us nonstop now. I, I can't believe our just very strong government allows this shit to be happening. It just amazes me that, that this is even allowed. Yeah. That you can just stick your nose into my business by listening to me type. That's disgusting, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. I mean, why don't you just hop on the phone, too? Just hop on there while I'm talking to somebody on the phone, yeah. too. Do it like a real thief and go through right. my trash. Yeah. That's what I want you to do. Exactly. Go dig through the garbage bags, yeah. all the rest of it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why we allow this kind of thing. It just makes no sense whatsoever to me. But I, you know, I don't, once again, I just don't send a lot of text messages, so they could listen all you want, I guess. Hey, if you're listening right now, why don't you blow it out your AI ass? How about that? AI ass. Did, did you hear that part? Did you listen into that part? Ja, 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 ja. What is that again? That's the way Spanish-speaking countries write, ha, 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 ha. Oh, do, do they really, or are you making that up? No, I'm not making it up. You're J-A, making that J-A, up. J-A, J-A, J-A. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the J yeah. has an H sound. So they go, ja, 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 Nice try. 
I'm not making it up. <laughs> In any case, ladies and gentlemen, so yeah, I, so you got AI listening to everything you type, and you got this, you got that, whatever. You're saying laugh out loud. Oh, I cringe when you say laugh out. Uh, and I have to ask you the question. Why would you cringe at LOL? That doesn't make any sense to me. Listen, from the dawn of time, young people have trying to differentiate themselves from older people. Yeah, but not by being a pain in the ass. Oh, my God, for always being a pain in the no, ass. No, not like this. Like, I'm sure you were convinced your parents were, or your mom was like, oh, she doesn't understand this, she doesn't understand that. No, I never went through that. Really? I never did, and I'm being very serious with you about that. And again, it was a much more serious, it wasn't a lighthearted, you know, upper middle class home. It yeah. wasn't the same as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it was bad. I'm really glad about the way I grew up. I learned a lot of stuff and was able to move on from there, so I'm not complaining about it at all. It's just, it was totally different. And I think maybe that's something the world should, should actually come to understand is we're all different. No matter how much you want to bring us all together, we're all still going to be different. So calm down. Yeah. We've got different things that we like and things we don't like. And just I'd just be a little more patient. Patience would be good. Don't you think? Well, did your kids ever do something where they were like, Dad, you do not get this? I may, probably, but I don't remember it. Like, what would, it, what would it have been? I don't know, like music or... Well, yeah, I'm clothes. not... I hate rap music. I just can't stand it because it took out rhythm and blues, which was my favorite, or soul music, as it was called back in my day. My favorite music of all... Well, the Beatles and the Stones and that stuff, too. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't get involved in all that. I never did get involved in all that, hey, I'm in this group and you're in that group and blah, 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 whatever. Do you guys know Kyle Dunnigan at all? Do you know who that is? I know the name, yeah. yeah. Who is that? A comedian. Very funny guy. But where where would I know him from? Uh, he's just been a stand-up for a long time, but he also does the Kyle Dunnigan Show, which is a YouTube series. Um, he is, he does like a lot of, he's, he's an impersonator, does a lot of voices and oh, stuff. So yeah. He does Bill Maher, probably the best Bill Maher ever, but... Uh, when uh, I had opened up for him for a few shows and he did this joke that he talks about how, as Brittany was mentioning, it's throughout the years, at every age, kids are always telling their parents they don't understand, but he does this impression of a guy from the 1930s when he brought home a phonograph for the first time. Right. And he's like, Dad, you don't understand our music. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it's been going on throughout the years, because I did oh, it to my parents, yeah. and my daughter looks at me like I'm a dum-dum all the time. So, yeah. You know what's weird about that, though? See, I was lucky, I guess, maybe, because my mother's music was like Glenn Miller, this magnificent orchestral uh, arrangement and all the rest of it. It was brilliant, really, really good music. Yeah. So maybe, maybe when, uh, when, you know, the pop and rock and soul and all stuff came along, maybe they thought that was less than. I don't, listen, nowadays I understand Tom's gripe about rap music and how it's garbage. And I understand, like, we look at modern country music and go, this is trash. Imagine if your parents were like, this band, the Beatles. Oh, yeah. that did happen. Gross. You guys don't know what music is. Absolutely. You're like, you don't get us, Dad. Here comes the sun, okay? You know, it's so, you know and it's so funny because, yeah, you, you always think they've never heard anything like that. Like, yeah. I remember hiding, you know, Eminem CDs from my mom. My mom really didn't care that much, but I that was, like, a big theme that, like, they couldn't handle this. It's just too. Yeah. And the reality is, is your parents have done it all. Right. Just before you. And so... All those, uh, you know, when rap came out, it was about getting getting head and all this stuff. I remember being like, oh, my God, my mom would die. Yeah, Beverly, you probably been there, done that. Sorry, <laughs> Beverly. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. You know, well, like I said, we were, we were on different schedules, so I hardly ever saw my mom more than a couple of minutes a day anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, we were all not in the house all at the same time. So I guess that just never happened. Yeah. But, you know, I, to be honest, I do remember my father hated Elvis Presley, didn't know who he was. He just knew the, the voice and all the rest of it. He goes, how can you listen to that garbage? And he said, I'll go buy some music you'll like. He came back home with a copy of Love Me Tender because oh he God. didn't realize it was Elvis Presley. Really? Yes. Wow. That's oh, that's a true funny. Story. What was his deal with Elvis? Does he, did like his voice or was he, because he was your dad? Yeah, I don't know. My dad was nuts. I suppose, I was trying to think of the big singers. Yeah, the, the, they, they were crooners back then. Yeah. Elvis I guess could have been a crooner on some of the things, but yeah. 
he was a rock singer more than anything, I guess. Was a lot of people's problems with him was that aspect that he was, you know, moving his hips and all that. The number one problem with Elvis Presley in 1954 was he sounded way too black, only they didn't use the term black. They literally said he sounds like a big N. Dang. That was the big problem they had with him. Yeah, that was the Rolling Stone review. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. I wouldn't doubt it. If whether it was or it wasn't, it probably was, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, golf. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think Rolling Stone was around then, so no, that's why you can not. say no, of things. No, of course not. Like no, of course that. not. Yeah, but um, Rolling Stone was always a piece of shit, though. I thought that was a terrible magazine. Y- yeah, it, it's kind of well documented in what was that name of that movie? The uh, Almost Famous. The guy. Oh yeah. yeah, it, yeah. They, they kind of documented the fact, like it. I know people, you know, had high praise for it, but it was not what people give it praise for no it definitely wasn't and then especially once they put britney spears on the cover that is when everything changed oh yeah. really yeah that was the first that was time one. yeah i that, can see that yeah that cover. green yeah, yeah it was almost like that was like the turning point when everybody went okay now you guys have pulled back the curtain on who you really are yeah 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 i, I remember reading rolling stone at the very beginning a couple of times i went like, this is not for me it's just i don't care about this mm-hmm. I guess. What, what year did Rolling Stone come out? Was it the late 60s? Yeah. For some reason, 67 popped 67, into my head, but yeah. I might be that's wrong. About, no, I think that's about right, probably. At least that's my memory of it. It was around 67, 68, something like yeah, that. Yeah, you guys were right at 67. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's impressive. I am not one to read about music performances. No, yeah. most people aren't. It's like, I don't, that and food, like I'll, if I look at a picture of food or whatever, but I'm not, it's rare I want to hear about somebody's music's experience or food. One of the, I don't know who it was even. I should have paid attention. One of the news shows this morning had a guy on with his band. Yeah. His name is Jelly Roll. You ever heard of Jelly Roll? It does oh, sound really familiar. I, I know you're going to hate Jelly Roll, but I love me some Jelly Roll. I, I, he's got a crazy story. I know you hate him. His music is not that great. Oh, I but, know this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't hate him. I okay. just, I'm just saying, look to the headline tomorrow, Jelly Roll dead at 24. What does he weigh, about 600 pounds? Yeah. He's a big fella, man. Yeah, if this was 10 years ago, I'd go, yeah, he's definitely going to be keeling over any day soon now. But, uh, you know, cleaned up his life and did some time in the slammer, got out, finally got on the right track. Yeah, definitely could probably drop a couple of pounds. Like maybe we put down the jelly roll and (laughs) pick up, you know, maybe a piece of fried or a piece of grilled chicken. But... Yes, uh, but I do like the guy, and I like his story, and I like his message. I think his music is slop and garbage, but outside of that, yeah, I his like his music is. is dreadful. It's awful. It's not that good. So, I, what do you like about it? I just I like that he's very inspirational to people that are, you know, every time I see a kid who is like that tweaker I saw at the mall the other day. I, yeah. I don't look at a tweaker. I look at a kid who is hurting, who grew up in a terrible situation, right. and. If a guy like Jelly Roll can be in the same predicament, committing felonies, going to jail, in and out of the system, turn his life around, I think that's very inspirational, and stories like his should be shared more okay. often. Yeah. That, makes, that makes sense. I mean, he's only arrested 40 times. Yeah. Uh, 40 times. Yeah. Uh, you know, could probably, you know, use a uh, couple of extra lessons on down at the Guitar Center and maybe yeah. a, couple of vocals, a couple of vocal lessons here and there, but for the most part, I like who he is. Yeah. I like his wife. He's married to this bunny XO. Yeah. And they, she's been with him when he was like flat broke. And Mel, he's like, every time he talks about his wife, he instantly tears up. And I like that. Oh, that's nice. See, that's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, I didn't really listen very long, but he's, he mumbles when he sings. Yeah, he is. And that's crazy. You have guys like him, but then you guys also have people like Sturgill Simpson, who is just out there right now. That voice is so, it's so old country. And oh, yeah. It's so good. And he just does not get the recognition he deserves. Meanwhile, a guy who weighs 600 pounds with face tattoos is the new face of country music. Is there any place on his body that isn't tattooed? I don't know. I mean, he's got tattoos. He, his entire face, his neck, his arms, his all the. And God, you want to get a lot of tattoos? Good for you. I got nothing against tattoos. It's not my deal, but it's like, man, that must have taken forever to get that many tattoos. Yeah, uh, country's wild like that because there's this other singer, Morgan Wade. Yeah, and she's got tattoos all the way up to right, like cuts off all right the here. Line, yeah. yeah, and she's got a real wants to be twangy voice. Mm-hmm. Her and. It's just wild to see that coming from country. Like, they've got a whole yeah. shift going on. 
toward leaning more toward rock? Yeah, well, more towards hip hop, if anything. Oh, is yeah, it really? Because I watched oh. the Super Bowl pregame show. It was like two in the afternoon, and I turned it on, and I didn't have the audio on yet. I was just watching, like the just watching the TV. And I remember thinking, oh, Christ, here we go. Another white rapper. Jesus. And then I actually turned the audio on, and it was like a country hip-hop yeah. song. And I just thought, I'm out. Country, you lost yeah, me. I, I can't do it. it anymore. I don't get that either. Yeah. Do you think it'll be popular? I, I don't see that being too popular. Oh, it's huge. I mean, this, Country is? Oh, country rap? That awful Florida Georgia line garbage oh, see, trash. I don't even know that. People love it. They eat that garbage really? up. Like you were just saying, what was that guy's name again? Our Morgan Wade's a female. Uh, not, yeah, Morgan Wade. But there was another one. What's his name? It starts with a W. Didn't he just get caught dropping the N-word the other day? Oh, I didn't Wailing say something? Oh, Mo- I don't know about that one. You said necrophilia? On the, yes. On the, really? Yeah. So he dropped the big N? Yeah, yeah, I got caught doing it at his neighbor's. Like, he was throwing a party, and he was outside yelling it at somebody, and his oh. neighbors recorded him. And then Morgan Whalen, isn't that, isn't that his I name? I said Morgan Wade. Wade. Okay, maybe but, Morgan Whalen I'm thinking of. Um, but either way... He it was busted doing it. Now is the biggest country star on the planet again, and that whole shift. It was I, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and these I'm, I'm. I would imagine. I know, like you know, some of these old school guys. They talk about the Conway Twitties and whatnot. Yeah. They'd be rolling over in their grave, and I'm like, people who don't even like country music are rolling over in their grave because right. this music is so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not up on music like I, I used to be on top of music like there's no tomorrow. Um, but I just am not up on it. I haven't heard anything in quite some time I thought was very good. I've got to oh. be honest with mm-hmm. you. And I'm talking about any, any part of music, whether it's country or pop or rock. Or I, and again, give me a little r and I'm, I'm good to go. That's how I grew up, and I suppose. But, but I just I don't know anything about music now. Who's out there? Who's big? All the rest. Yeah, I mean, the, the ones like Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, I know, obviously, because they're so huge, but I don't know most of these people anymore. I have it, no idea. It is a part-time job if you're, like, want to be, know every scene and be involved in all of that. Like, it is a, it's it's a lot of hours to commit to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, that's one of the reasons that, uh, that radio is failing miserably now, because very, very few people I know, even in my age group, listen to the radio for music. They just put whatever they want on in yeah. their car and listen to that. Yeah. So what's radio? What's music radio going to do? I don't. I don't know. I actually blows my mind that people like. I love talk radio. I listen to talk. Yeah, that's radio. different. That's I, totally I, different. I just want to yep. make that clear when I say this. But will I listen to radio for music? Of course not. Well, of people course just not. don't anymore. No. Why would I let? I mean, if I'm I mean, driving I up do, to the, if there's my generation. Sometimes if there's another person in my car and I don't really know what like we're not vi- like. We're not BFF, so I won't know every song they want to listen to. I'll throw on the radio for the sake of here's something quick. But yeah. 99% of the time, I'm listening to talk radio or my own music. That's the, that's what everyone tells me. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about people from my age on down. Yeah. That they just don't listen to music on the radio anymore. Yeah, I don't see the appeal. I don't know why. I Personally, I go... I. Sometimes if I hear a song, I'll want to, if I really like it on the radio, I'll want to hear more from that artist, so I'll branch out, which is not what they want me to do. No, I suppose not. (laughs) Yeah, one of the things I was listening to the other day was a roundtable of comedians that, a a few famous, a few not, but they were talking about having to go get up and do radio promotion for the shows, and one of the things they recently talked about how... um, The problem with going onto a radio station is you get a lot of people that are passive, who aren't very committed to that brand. But if you go onto a podcast, you are getting people that sought out that podcast and they trust the host. And now because you have their stamp of approval, their listeners go, Oh, I have to go see this person because my favorite podcast host also likes this person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Translates to actual numbers. Yeah. We're back in the day. There were people that were committed, you know, obviously KQ in those years you guys had, the comedians on huge numbers. They'd get a huge response right. yeah. and, and sell a ton of tickets. But nowadays it just doesn't happen like that. We're podcasting. No. People are way more committed. That is very, very true. I, I, I just, uh, that whole era was so, it was, just, it was a ball. I'll tell you that flat out because guy, well, I remember it was, um, oh God, which one of the, uh, Original, not that. What the hell was the country one called? The Kings of Comedy was a black one, and I then the blue collar comedy. Blue collar comedy. There you go. 
those guys used to come to town and sell out 10, 12 shows because it was on KQ. I mean, it just blew up like there's no tomorrow. And I still don't understand before 1986 why no one ever had comedians on the radio. That made no sense to me whatsoever. Because now Rogan has figured out that's all he does. He does like the Elon Musk of the world. And then he does comedians. Yeah, I made this. When I was uh, doing a morning show in Wisconsin, I had begged my program director, listen, they were like, we want to get a radio guy. I was like, I don't want a radio guy. I want, right. I want a comedian. I want somebody funny. And they go, well, they don't have any radio experience. I'm like, Good. I-, I can teach them how to press the goddamn button. <laughs> right. What I can't teach them is how to improvise and how to be in the moment and how yeah. to have fun. That, and that's so true. And that, I can teach anybody how to run the stupid board. It doesn't take that much. No. We've proven that on this show. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I just need somebody funny. And they were like, we need somebody with experience. And the show tanked oh, about uh, 18 months later. And I was like, thank you guys for screwing this up. Isn't that so true? I'd rather have somebody, and just to be present and talk than anything else. Yeah, but you guys have to understand something. This guy running the station, I mean, he had worked at Super America just before that, Mm -hmm. so he knows all about how to do it. Exactly. I still have never figured out. What do you, this is where you came from, and now you're a radio expert? Why not? What? That makes no sense at all. It's the American dream. Yeah, isn't it? It'd be a massive pain in the ass. Oh, we got to take a break. Yeah, yeah, we do. No question about it. But yeah, it, it's it, it's a different world. It's getting more different by the minute, no doubt about it. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, MyPillow's, of course, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillow's. Queen size my pillows regular price is 69.98 now only 19.98 and just $10 more for king size my pillows patented fill adjust your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow's history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, news and information. We've got Kristen Burt coming up in about, well, about 15 minutes, as a matter of fact. Just looking at some uh, news. Of course, all the news headlines, I couldn't do much news because all the news headlines now are the two uh, guys who are running for president against one another. You got Biden and Trump, and they're both under uh, investigation, and they've been in some, one's been indicted, and one is this. One, the, to me, they're the exact same person. Mm. I don't see a big difference in these two. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that I'm not very interested in talking about them ever. Oh, so I should just shut up then. I'm so glad that that that's the uh, the hint that you finally got. Yeah, maybe uh, this ain't working. (laughs) Let me just say that. No, you got to cover the news. I'm just saying, I just, I don't have much to say about them. I don't like... Well, then be quiet. That's the route to take. Okay. Pipe down. No, all I'm saying is I'm making the point we're not covering the news because it's the same crap every day. That was my point. And I was agreeing with you. No, you weren't. You were saying don't talk about it. No, I was saying I have trouble talking about them because I'm not interested in them at all. That's why I bring it up all the time, so you'll be quiet. It works ah! out perfectly. <laughs> nice sense of humor. Now, I, like I said, I just I look at the stuff, and you know, you gotta. You, it's part of the job, part of my job anyway, to cover the news. And I look at all this stuff, and it's like, I. I don't care. These guys, we'll see what happens. They both have their supporters. They both have their detractors, and I yeah. guess. There are about 15,000 other people running for office. I know. I, I, so basically, I, I do have to ask you one question, though. I mm. mean, you don't totally ignore politics, do you? Pretty much. Because that's how these scumbags get in office in the first place, because yeah. nobody gives a shit. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, I don't know. You want to get involved and be disheartened and... No, no, uh, I don't mean get involved. No. I just mean, you know, find out, is there a decent person out there? Like, when it gets closer to the election, I start reading things, and, I mean, I've the thing is, with this job and my other job, like, I find myself reading a bunch of articles about them, but, no, I'm, I find myself... You just my, said you didn't read articles about them. I said by, like, four situations, but, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested in them. I'm not either, but it's your that's, job. That's what I said. I said I'm, I'm not interested in them at all. But you have to be, otherwise they're going to ruin, well, they've already ruined the country. So there you go. It's getting, yeah, but it's getting worse, not better. What do you want me to do about it? Be specific. Stay out of it. Done. Good, we're done then. So I, I can do the story now. Yeah. No, I, seriously, I, I understand some people don't want to get involved in it at all. But that's how people like Biden and Trump get elected. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, that's how it happens, because everybody ignores it. I'm, I guess when you sit and say... They're exactly the same. I stop and go, listen, I don't think about Biden. I don't think about him. And when Trump was in office, he was constantly making sure we were thinking about him. Yeah, that's very true. That's the one difference where I go, you know, it's nice to just have that. Like, I, and, and I'm not sitting here going, Biden's my BFF. But, like, I would have to say that seems to be a very nice difference. What? Is that, like... Trump was obsessed, and all the news was obsessed with covering his tweets, and Trump right, was obsessed right, with I all that, with that stuff. So that, like, that's a nice break, at least. But don't you think Biden's doing that because he's hiding a lot of things that he's done over the years? I, and I'm not saying that Trump hasn't. Don't get me wrong. I have no idea why Biden isn't. I mean, I have no idea. More importantly, I have no idea why Trump did tweet at 4 a.m. I weird don't things. either. I, I mean, that's the where I go. I don't the get it either. The marketing plan behind that, I don't know. So, but I mean, it just, I'd like to see some stronger leadership. I mean, at a state level, at a city level, at the government level, Yeah, politics in America right now is the worst I've ever seen it in my lifetime. And it obviously has been going on a lot longer than that. What's the, it's terrible. What's the closest you've got to, like, you can remember a time this being this divisive? 
Uh, 1967 and, was pretty much the same way. And what exactly? Like, what was the They the burned America to the ground. <laughs> that was a problem. Yeah. Lots of rioting and fires. And, you know, in the next 24 months, how, how many people were shot to death? I mean, they started assassinating Martin Luther King. And it got, went from Martin Luther King all the way to the other side to George Wallace. They tried to kill him. He was in a wheelchair the rest of his life. I mean, they just were shooting people every day. Yeah. And now we just shoot other citizens every day. That's that's the only difference. We do a lot of shooting every day, but we walk down an alley because somebody's having a punk concert and open fire on them. It, Explain that to me. I, I can't. I, I think it is crazy to think back in the 60s, the amount of like public figures you saw killed. Oh, it, it was nonstop there from 1963 till about 1970. It was seven, eight years of just people getting massacred. Do you think that shapes a lot of people, like what they end up doing with their lives when they see people who putting their necks out there and yeah, getting probably. shot? I would think so. So, you know, look at this nice political discussion we're having because you aren't a coward like you were at the beginning. Oh, my God. So, wow. You see what I'm saying? It's almost like you want to say, Brittany, <laughs> thanks for engaging with me, but you yes, want to attack almost, me first. You got close to an almost compliment. I did. It came very close to a compliment. It was, it was no, a... but these are the kind of conversations we should have. I don't want to argue politics with anybody because I don't have a person. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not going to vote for Trump and I'm not going to vote for Biden. I don't really have anybody yet. Yeah. So I can't really, I'm not going to, I guess that, that that's the biggest part for me, like the way it bothers you just to even talk about politics. These people who are so locked into their position that they cannot listen to one word you say yeah. uh, to the opposite, that's scary to me. Yeah, I agree. You're that locked into your guy or woman that, that you can't even hear a word about the other one. Listen, when you're kids, when you're a kid, you believe that this is the good guy, this is the bad guy. And then when you grow up, you realize nobody, you shouldn't put anybody on a pedestal no, like that. You shouldn't blindlessly follow, blindly, find, blindly follow anybody because they're you going. You say blindlessly. I like that. It means I can see. There you go. Um, they will disappoint you. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because you, I, I want to find this super candidate where I go, oh, finally. But also at the same time, I don't want to put all my faith into one person or one No, I don't blame you because I don't do that either. No, I don't think you do. No, I don't do that in the whole situation. The biggest problem we have in America right now is the true president of the United States is the dollar bill. Absolutely. That it's money, 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 money. That's all anybody cares about. They will do anything they possibly can for money. You wouldn't want to get off your ass and work. Or you wouldn't want to be a good person. It's just however I can make. The, I mean, look for Biden and Trump. This is all about them making more money. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no. They don't give a rat's ass about being president. They just want the money. Yeah. But at least the dollar bill can ride a bicycle, and that's, that's the true. biggest difference. Okay. The big difference. I've seen a dollar bill on a bike by Lake, <laughs> whatever they're called these days. Harriet. <laughs> Harriet. Yeah. There you go, Lake Harriet. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I think. I've been on both sides. I grew up a Democrat. My mother was a big-time ardent Democrat. And I figured, you know, a couple things happened. Well, 1967 happened. And I went, well, we've been run by Democrats, and look what happened. Mm -hmm. So I tried out the other side, and it's like, yeah, that didn't really fit me either. So I got no party. There are people who think I'm really liberal, and there are people who think I'm really conservative. Now, how you can arrive at both of those, I really don't understand. I don't get it. I'm just looking for, is there anybody to vote for? Yeah. I don't know. How about, oh, I brought up Ramaswamy, but you guys don't know who that is. Well, I mean, you I do, do now, now well, yeah, because you know? oh, of the shaming. But I didn't do any shaming. I just went, you're a dimwit. That's I, not shaming. You, you literally started pointing going, shame, shame, Pay shame. attention, damn it. Yeah. No, I, don't, I really don't. I, we're, we're coming up on it, too. What are we, a, a year and a half away? Not even a year and a half away. I can't, I can't do a whole year and a half of every time anybody mentions any, getting all excitable. I'm just saying personally. No, I understand that. But, I mean, these indictments and the the, the research they're doing and yeah. the spying they're doing on the other people and the this and the that. It's like, you know how much money we're pissing away doing this? Yeah. We are pissing away so much of our 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 money. No, I mean, I'm sure somebody else is paying for it. Are you? <laughs> I'm sure it's not out of our pocket. You know what oh, I'm wait. sure of? No matter who wins, we're going to be end up paying. If you live in the state of Minnesota, yeah. you're going to end up paying about 55% tax on your income. 
at top rate. Fifty-five percent. They're gonna get more money than you get, and you're the one doing all the work. And you wonder why I almost barely come to work. I don't blame you. Half of it's going somewhere <laughs> Let's just else. Shut down and go home right now. Let's do Let's it. Let's just do half the show and then leave. Yeah, because we know that half of it's going to go elsewhere. I love that. Yeah, Don, Trump and Biden get the other half. So why the hell do we care? I love that for hanging us. around. No, I look. I still have great faith in America. I think American people are wonderful. It's a wonderful country. Yeah. Uh, there are. I mean, I've been to other places like Switzerland and Northern Italy that I really enjoyed. England, Ireland. I don't have any problem with any of those places. I love. Canadians are nuts, but I love them. They're very good people. It depends on where in Canada you Well, go. I suppose I that's true. Because Toronto is a goddamn... That, must, that might as well just be Mad Max Thunderdome. But, the, of, yeah. but other parts of Canada... Are <laughs> Why, pretty, what's Toronto like? Oh, Toronto is... It, well, their mayor was a crackhead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, they have their... I mean, that is one of the craziest cities ever. Parts of Montreal are a little... I mean, they have an entire red light district in Montreal. Right. Which is like, you know, it's a free-for-all. But then the rest of it is just like lumberjacks and, you know, eating poutine. Oh, I'm telling you flat out, man, if you if you want to go to Canada, fly into Calgary and head west and you are in heaven. Yeah. My God. Banff, Canada might be one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Dang a lang. It's just gorgeous. And then you go a little further west. That's the one where Catherine called down. How far would I have to go to see a, a glacier? Well, just look out your window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that about Catherine. So I, I, I think, see, the reason I bring this up, and people don't really understand it, the reason I bring up the Biden and the Trump thing is I'm trying to find happiness in my life, and I just wonder why people support anybody like this. Yeah. Can we be happy if you're going to put a m- bunch of money-grubbing pigs into office? And I'm talking about a local level as well. Yes. I mean, Jesus, can we get somebody decent in there that doesn't hate everybody on earth? I mean, I would hope so. Does this mean, I mean, the thing is, it's a slippery slope, right? Like we go, how involved should we be? Should we be running? Should we nominate people? Should like, what? what? You got somebody? I, I don't know anybody. You guys are. Jimmy Francis. You guys are probably like my emergency contacts. I hang out with you guys the <laughs> most. I don't do much. Yeah, I, I just. I'm, what I'm instead of I'm finding ways to hate Biden, I'm finding ways to hate Trump. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to find a happiness somewhere in here, and it's really a bitch to do that right now. Yeah. And I think politicians are part of it. I think that Hollywood has a lot to do with it. Uh, the the stuff that they make constantly. Television has pretty much disappeared, other than streaming. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to do is find a, a better place. But you can't get away from politics in America because. They run everything. Yeah. I did not know this, but there are by far, I think one of you told me this, as a matter of fact, originally, but upwards of, they think maybe even two-thirds of the people in America now in some way work for the government. What? That's what I've heard from several people. Now, I didn't do the research, so I don't know if that, but literally most of the people, particularly in the state of Minnesota, by the way, Minnesota has more, I think, government workers per capita than anywhere else in the United States. Got a lot of people working for the government in Minnesota. The only thing I can find is a bunch of things that say like two-thirds of America want the government to do more. Two-thirds of America think the government should do more. I can't find anything with the stats that two-thirds of the U.S. works for the government. Yeah, I can dig it up somewhere. Well, I suppose we 100% of us now, if they're going to take more than half of our income, 100% of us work for the government now. We're all employees. We're all employees who get nothing for our employment. Not even a badge? No, not badge, not, not anything. Yeah. I know, we'll get... But so there isn't even some young woman or young man out there that's thinking about running for president. You guys would think, hey, this would be a pretty good shot. No. no. Nobody liked that. I did a, uh, it's crazy that the election is 2024 and it's yeah. November and we're already more than a year away. I Like three weeks ago, I did my first political ad for some low-level guy from Texas named, okay. like, named like Binky or something. Binky. Binky for president. I'm like, whatever, dude, I'll, I'll voice your ad. Give me the paycheck. Right. I don't care. But that was the first one. And obviously those people who get into the race, they never win. But my hat's off to them all the time. In fact, uh, there was a guy who actually made the the governor's I don't know what you want to call it. He made the ballot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, as the independent. Uh, his name is Steve Patterson. Steve Peterson, excuse me. I was Steve, like, whoa. No, not that Steve Patterson. Steve Patterson yeah. on 
Yeah, from uh, Channel 5. But uh, Steve Peterson, he's a guy from Austin, Minnesota. He's a friend of mine. And he was like, I'm tired of I'm tired of the right. I'm tired of the left. I want to get Good. in. And they never let him on to the debates. They ne- But he still got like 22% <laughs> of the vote. Dang. I'm like, that's not bad for a guy. I mean, most independents get like six. You yeah. Know? Right. You should study that name because obviously that, stuck, uh, that stood out for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we should start going by Steve Peterson's, yeah. all of us. <laughs> Is no, this- I hope you guys do change it all because it got somehow got so screwed up and it, well, it all became about money. I suppose it always has been, but not this upfront. I mean, they don't even try to hide the fact that it's about money now. So it well, particularly people your age and a bit younger than you, Brittany. Yeah, you're going to have to turn this thing around. You're going to have to figure this whole deal out because man, it got so screwed up. Yeah, I don't know. It's so funny. I've I feel like I. I always put it on my nanny girl, Brookie. She's 16. Brookie. And I'm always like, Brooke, you got to yeah. fix all this, Brooke. Yeah. And she's always like, that's a lot of responsibility. And I go, I'll, I'll do your laundry. Like, you just go out in the world and <laughs> fix it. But I think if you just said to them, make better choices than we did, yeah, I think is the way to start the whole thing. Just just make better choices than we did. Yeah. Um. You know, and we'll go on from there. That'll be pretty good. We'll take a break. Be right back. Chris and Bert will join us right after this, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd. Ramsey, Onamia, and our Sock Rapids, too. As we roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, we'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where you adventure, your adventure with throttle therapy will begin. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. (coughs) Flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt now joins us. I got to open with, I got a few text messages from people. So let me get this straight. Tom wants to kind of address the situation with Trump and Biden and how both of them have legal problems, all the rest of it. Brittany says, I don't even want to talk about that from a woman who for three weeks has been talking about Taylor Swift and Barbie. 
Yeah, nonstop. Jesus, Bell. I feel like that's on it's brand. True. Yeah, that's on brand. All right. Taylor Swift. and oh, I will defend Brit on this because we have an entire year of a presidential election, and we will be talking about Donald Trump and Biden. I'm presuming right now that they are the nominees. Yeah. This could easily change. There are so many things in flux right now, but right. we have a whole year to talk about. But that's why we're bringing it up, because he was indicted again yesterday. And yeah. as this continues forward, you can't just ignore that. Oh, absolutely not. And and see, Brittany, I talked to you about it. You heard me. I use my words. She's a disaster. He's got a lot of trials coming up, too. He He has a lot of trials (laughs) during the presidential year and during the very crucial primaries. So I'm not sure how that will all play out. But two are officially scheduled. A third one is asking for that January 2024 slot. And I don't know where Georgia fits in with all of this, but. That is a jam-packed schedule. It like, I, if is, you, yeah. I were his, like, assistant, I'd be, like, using pencil, like, erasing, like, everything. Like, nope, <laughs> no, right? we got a trial. Wait. We got primaries. Okay. Ignoring the, uh, like, indictment and whatever, this would be the first time ever, right, that a presidential candidate lost, came back, and if if he ever won, or even came back in general. No, that's not true. That's what I'm asking. There was, there was one before him. Okay. Is back during, I don't, I don't think it was Did during the up? Civil War, but right around the Civil War. No, I know who it is, but I want to see if you can find out who it is. Oh, I don't know. He's Do president, went away, and came back and was president again. Who was it? Oh, keep researching, sister. Oh. It wasn't President Barbie. I will tell you that. We are oh, still maybe. waiting for our first female president, Tom. Well, hey, you can't blame it on me. I was raised by women. <laughs> Nobody treats women better than I do. That is a fact. Nobody in the entire world. Nobody in the entire world is exact. Well, first of all, I have to because I'd get punched if I didn't. So, by my own wife, <laughs> or my mother, or my sisters, or my daughter, for that matter. No, I, I, I've, I don't understand the world and why it is. The, I, I suppose if you got the power, you're, you're going to abuse it, and that's what we did for years and years in this world. Oh, it was way soon. It was way closer. Or it was Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Grover Cleveland. After losing the 1988 presidential election, despite being the incumbent, Grover Cleveland returned for another chance at the presidency. Pretty sure that's not, you didn't read that right. You said 1988. Or 1888, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. Return for Cleveland, Rose from the dead. <laughs> He's 100 years later, I'm back. And then Zombie in uh, 1892, he came back as the Democratic nominee. There you Cleveland go. Cleveland defeated the incumbent president, uh, Harrison, in 1892. There you go. Yeah, I thought it was a little closer to the Civil War than that, but it was the, the 80, 1880s. Yeah. There you go. Well, I suppose it was only 25 uh, years later. Yeah. Yeah, Grover Cleveland went away, came back. Exactly. So it could happen again, I suppose. I don't know. We shall see. But moving on, so uh, Britt Brit and I were just talking about uh, the Righteous Gemstones, which Catherine and I just love, and I'm so glad you guys said we should watch that because it is very good. A really good show. Fringe which I don't know why. Catherine, I guess, did watch it in the beginning. I never did. Back in the, It was a weird deal because when I was doing the morning show that started at 5.30 in the morning, so I had to be there by 5 o'clock. Uh, I always went to bed at 8 o'clock and got up at 4 in the morning. You know, So she and I didn't watch a lot of TV together at night because I had to go to bed so early. So there are some things she started watching but never finished, and now we're watching those shows, like Fringe. Um, a damn good show. I think it's very, very good. There's a lot of really, really good streaming stuff going on. There's plenty of stuff. Well, and yeah. a lot of it's been even on cable or linear TV and moved over right. to streaming too. So right. that that's the other thing. You know, Fringe started out on on linear TV, but we just got numbers this morning. Linear TV, and we're talking about just so everyone knows the the terms and the lingo. But we're talking about ABC, CBS, NBC, yeah. Fox. Yep. It is. Fallen below fifty percent. Yep, doesn't surprise me at all. Very first time. Yeah, <laughs> almost not gone. surprising, but we are seeing that. And in addition, going in with that linear TV, cable kind of gets lumped into that category. So cable oh. is going to start seeing uh, a free fall as well, because everyone is cutting the cord and picking and choosing what they are what they're subscribing to. It is great to do because it, you can now watch TV in whichever mood you're in. You know, some, back in the old days, whatever was on was what was on. And if you came home and you, you maybe want to watch a drama because you're not in that great a mood or maybe you want to laugh to 
snap out of your attitude. You had to watch whatever was on. And at that time, there were three networks. Then the, then the fourth one came along. There was not a lot to choose from back then. No question. No. I, I, the problem with this, though, is the economics of it all. So we are going to start seeing lots of cutbacks in Hollywood because... Yeah. People are not subscribing the way that they had hoped. And, you know, this is why they've been cracking down on password sharing because they're like, wait a minute. If there's five people in a family all sharing oh, a password yeah. and they're all at different locations, we want five s subscribers instead. Um, and not everyone, of course, is all of a sudden going, right. oh, you know what? I'll get a Netflix subscription. So I am someone, too. I'm not their probably favorite because sometimes I'm like, I don't have Disney Plus. But if there's a show I want to watch for six weeks. I'll jump in as the six-week subscriber, obviously a two-month subscriber, and then hop off and cancel my subscription. They're hoping I forget about that, but I don't. I'm like, oh, nope, time to, for me to cancel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they want the, the year-long subscribers, and that's not always me in that case. I could see that, no question. Another great thing about it, by the way, are the uh, European shows, the Australian shows, you know, shows from all over the world now. Korea has yeah. amazing shows yeah. that really Netflix has hit real payday on that because people are really watching those shows. What was that called again? The robot one or whatever it was? Some kind of war. What the hell was that thing called? I didn't watch it. Uh, it was huge. It was. I think it was Korean or Japanese maybe. It was either Korean or Japanese. Oh, the, what the hell Squid, Squid, Squid Games? Squid Games? Squid Games. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah so that, 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 guy, that was big, wasn't it, in America? I it think, was huge. As I thought. That yeah. was huge. And, of course, the creators didn't make a huge payday off of it, <laughs> which is why there's a strike right now. <laughs> Who got all the money for that one? Oh, Netflix. Really? How did <laughs> yeah, that they happen? Did. They did. They didn't get any sort of bonus or anything for being one of the most successful um, shows of the year. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of, and I'm of the age group, of course, when I hear the word Netflix, I don't think of streaming. I think of going to the gas station and buying one out of their little machine. Oh, yeah. The little well, Netflix. that's Redbox, Yeah, though. that was Redbox. That was Redbox. Redbox. Yeah. Yeah. We still have Redbox. I know we have one outside of our grocery store. Yeah. But that was, that was how Netflix started, too, though. They did the mail, But it was through the mailer. Through the mail. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. they were available but, in, in, the, in the takeout version as well. No, but they no. had the red envelope. So, like, the brand oh, so looked like super it. confusing. Okay. It happens to a lot of people. I miss nice. that era. I used to travel so much <laughs> right. and I would like bring my um, little red envelope and my DVDs with me and I'd watch it on my laptop. And then while I was in that nook, in that city, when I finished it, I would drop it in the mailbox there. And by the time I got home, there was another DVD waiting for Wait. me. That is fun. It is fun to get mail too. Like I used to be a Stitch Fix member and I used to love getting those boxes and like Fab Fit Fun. I get it. I what get is those. Stitch Fix? Stitch Fix is the one that Fix. you... Stitch Fix, you um, like say your size and kind of what you're looking for, and they send you five items of clothing. Why? And then you, it's like you can try Go it on. It. Yeah. yeah, you can try it on if you like it, and you can send it back for free. Well, I mean, I got to pay attention here because, as you can tell, I really pay a lot of attention to how I dress. So, mm -hmm. you know. You Wait, know what I'm saying. Lately, we've been having a, a problem with the baby waking up at 4 a.m. and oh. falling, falling back asleep at 6 and so when it's time for me to leave, I just grab whatever is in the clean clothes. And so I've had some weird outfits lately. <laughs> like, it's just like, because I don't want to wake her up. So I'm literally like, okay, whatever is on top. Like, did I want to wear this outfit today? I don't know. Who knows? But this right. is what I'm wearing. Yeah, did you get that from Shit Fix? That's what that looks like. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. Close enough. That's all I'm saying. Why don't you lay out your clothes the night before and then like, get dressed in the garage? Or because something? I have a one-year-old, Kristen. Not all of us are putting our little envelope in the place when we get to the location, okay? Because <laughs> not I have all a of us are full-time stay-at-home cat moms like me. Is that yeah. what you're saying? I, I would, you know, I had a cat, and I would have to say they are they're they're not no maintenance. But they are low maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, bragging um, about our cats and using the postal service. Look at you. <laughs> there you Listen, by the end of the night, we put that baby down at eight. I have like an hour and a half to myself, and I'm like, do nothing. I sit and stare at a wall, and mm -hmm. I love it. So someday, someday I'll put my clothes out like you, Kristen, or I'll let you pick out my clothes. How about that? I'm happy about that. I'll Perfect. do it. Perfect. There you have it. <laughs> All right, back to Earth. Back to Earth. Well, you know, let's talk about 
This is such a big story yesterday. Um, Michael Orr suing the Tui family. And he oh, yeah. is the retired NFL player who had the movie The Blind Side uh, created. And it right. all about his story. It really was his story. Um, Sandra Bullock won the Oscar for it. And he filed a petition saying that he's under a conservatorship, which is insane um, because he's 37 now. And the conservatorship started when he was 18 and that allegedly the family's been making money off of everything he does using his likeness, of course. Um, I had followed this story over the last few years because he got married in 2022 and on social media, people were saying, where's the Tui family? They're not there. So there was obviously a rift that had already happened. Um, But he didn't even know he was in a conservatorship until February of this year. And allegedly the family made $225,000 each plus got a 2.5% bonus based off of the film's profits. And he got nothing. What? Those are the allegations. This is his own adopted adopted family. He wasn't even adopted. He found that out oh, in February really? when he did the discovery. Yes. Oh, so the whole story that we've been spoon fed, and listen, you, we we understand that details would be changed. Of course, it's a Hollywood movie. They're going to spin things a little bit and make it into a Cinderella story. But he wasn't adopted, and he also. Um, You know, they kind of made him out to be like, oh, he didn't really have a great education. He's super well educated. It is why he was able to get into that prep school with no problem. He didn't need the tutoring that they were claiming in the movie. And he said when he was trying to go to college and get those D1 scholarships, people were questioning his intelligence, too. Well, why? Because of the movie. The movie had sat there. It's a movie. We've been told that this is his story, that yeah. this is the biography of what happened to him as a child all the way through adulthood. You know, Superman's not really super. I don't know if you know that or not. <gasps> Shut your mouth. But understand, a majority of the people are going to assume because the Tui family and Michael Orr were there for the filming, they're going to assume that this is like accurate in terms of the details. They- and remember, it was Kathy Bates who was his tutor. I was just going to say, read. I mean, that was a big plot line in the movie. Yeah. Are the Tui family honkies? No, they're, very, I would say, upper middle class family. They were um, boosters over at Ole Miss. And that was why. Now, the Tui family has come and sort of uh, discredited these allegations, just saying, hey, we had to sign him into a conservatorship because otherwise it looked like we coerced him into getting, uh, into signing with Ole Miss. But he just wanted to go to the same school that the family had gone to over the years but there are you know those ncaa rules that you have to follow so they couldn't adopt him they said he was over 18 according to state law and so they did a conservatorship but i'm like why has this conservatorship lasted until he's 37 (laughs) yeah that seems fishy that seems super fishy he didn't even know he was in it and the Tui family's like oh we'll let him out of it no big deal because now they know that they're, you know, at least in some type of legal peril, peril and have to answer to this. I don't. How do you steal from your own? So, so he was adopted. Is that correct? He was not adopted. He was <coughs> oh, that's right. Never you told me that He was not adopted. Yeah. So, Although the family has claimed he was adopted. Michael believed he was adopted. <coughs> and the movie said he was adopted. Yeah, there you go. That's because it did. In the movie, I remember they talked about being adopted. And again, see, you believe that. Yeah. We all believe that. Yeah. So it would be the same thing about his education level, too. Once again, what is with human beings and money? You know, you don't want to get off your ass and make it yourself, of course. But boy, do you want money and you will get it however you can, no matter how filthy you have to be. And I've interviewed Leanne Tui several times. And a lot of her public speaking engagements is that story. So she's making money and, and getting a lot of money because you, once you become a public speaker and are popular on that circuit, yeah, you know, she's making it off of the photos that they have, his likeness, his story, Jesus. what they did. And a lot of people don't like the blind side now in 2023 because they consider it like a white savior storyline. And they're like, it doesn't it look true that story. great. It is a true story. Well, how true is it now? That yeah. now well, there you go. Seen. Yeah. And, and you have to remember, he also got to the NFL based on his 
athletic talents. Right. And obviously right. he had academic talents mm-hmm. that we were told otherwise didn't exist. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they have to do that to spice up the story a little bit. They have to make it sound like he was having he was struggling with yeah. his studies to make it seem like he overcame such this big. But yeah. there really isn't. It's kind of a it's like Oppenheimer, you know. Oppenheimer hung out with a couple of communists, you know, a few times here and there. But in the movie, they make it seem like he was trying to take down the government and building them a bomb at the same time. (laughs) It's like, well, you can't have both. But they do it to, you know, add a little suspense and drama to the story. Absolutely. We we understand the Hollywood details, but understand that carried over into his real life because people were believing that's what it was. The Blind Side was a beautiful movie that made me cry for sure. But if he didn't see a dime of that movie and he had to take all the flack that came with the I can't read and I need yeah. a tutor, then we got problems. Well, okay. At the end of the day, what would fix this would be a big fat check that he would have gotten because he if, used all of his likeness. And if the allegations are true, where all four members of the Tui family got paid and he got nothing, yeah. that's a huge problem. And that his lawyer is asking, right now it's just a petition, it's not a lawsuit, but his lawyer is asking for an accounting, an overall look at the Tui's finances and where all that money came from. Right. Because they are not poor at all. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.